Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, all right, I am very excited to be coming to you right now. We are at the Comedy Zone in the green room kind of thing. This is a big deal, all right? I'm round of applause right now. You don't have headphones on, but the crowd is going crazy for you. They're going wild already, already. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, this is a big moment for me, all right? I'm very excited. I'm very humble. I'm very honored, all right? I have uh, a queen in comedy, all right? A legend sitting here with me, the original bad girl of comedy. You've seen her all over your TV, all over your movies, on BET Comic View, touring with Cat Williams forever. Miss Lou Nell is in the building right now, man. <laughs> Mr. Nell, first of all, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. Uh, here at the Comedy Zone is where we are. How are you feeling after the, the first show? We're recording this after the early show. Pretty good, actually. And I hadn't been on stage in a couple of weeks because I had a lot of other things to take care of, filming and stuff like that, other obligations. And um, uh, it's, I always say it's sort of like uh, being at the gym or not being at the gym. You know, you can get a little flabby. Uh, like yeah, being on yeah, stage. Yeah, but um, I felt great the minute I came back out there. You know, and I, I, I have never been one to uh, be committed to a particular set. I mm -hmm. do what I want when I want. And so to be able to freestyle is great. AG, can you give me my phone, please? That's the alarm. Yeah. Uh, my my ring cam. Uh, but my <laughs> Somebody Halloween, at your house right now? No, but my Halloween decorations. It's in the chair maybe or something. <laughs> my Halloween decorations blow in front of the ring cam and make the ring cam go ding a ling a ling a ling a ling I heard it. I've seen it somewhere. You think an intruder showing up? Is it hanging on the chair? You got a ghost pulling out? No, it's over there. No, I do have a ghost on my door. It's the longest. So you, you celebrate Halloween? That's your thing? You enjoy it? No, but I have a, a house manager person. Okay, house who manager. Who celebrates Halloween. into decorating. <laughs> and I'm very happy because I like decorating. Yeah. I just don't fucking feel like doing it. Yes. Or taking it back down. I don't know where it is, AG, but I heard it. I heard the chime, too, unless I actually hit a button. Is it on the floor? Did you look on the floor? Sorry, viewers and listeners, you know. <laughs> trying to right. make sure that you're... Um, um, Your thing is, yeah, I, I do the same thing. Like, uh, like I lived uh, in a certain neighborhood where, like, Christmas time or whatever comes around, Halloween comes around, people have all this stuff up, and then three, like March, March, April, same houses, they take it down. That's yeah. me. That's <laughs> me. My daughter. Um, I finally had to get a grip on her because I felt like I was embarrassing her when she would have somebody drive her home from school and they'd be like, "Which house is yours?" She's like the one with the Christmas lights on. <laughs> June. <laughs> but I like them. I think they're pretty. Yeah. So I don't care. I do what I want to at my house, you know. I can tell. You, you do what you want for sure. Uh, watching your show. So that was the first time I've ever got to see you live. Isn't and that a shame? Aren't you ashamed of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I could be. Yeah, but I, mean, I, will, I haven't been. Uh, you, you've been doing. You've been in the game working, doing right, these shows. And you, you should have been done seeing me before now. You <laughs> guys got to support female comedy, too. Absolutely. Wait, where is that? Oh, the that's beeper. The is that a beeper? Yeah, it's okay. That's a, <laughs> Wait. That's, an, that's a story, too. Wait, can we put it on camera? Oh. I haven't had a beeper. Before. Okay, bring me that beeper. <laughs> There's a it's beeper. It's a speaker. <laughs> um, I've never but, seen one of these. But I know you won't because this is from Dave Chappelle. Oh, my gosh. Like this the C on it and everything. Speaker. Oh, let me get closer. Hold this is the Chappelle beeper. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, speaker, Bluetooth speaker. When it go off, I mean, you got a gig. Is that is that like you you're playing? No, something? but if my phone rang, I don't know where my phone is, so we keep hearing it. <laughs> but I mean, this is sort of unorthodox. Uh, 
yeah. interview guys. You Listen, know, they'll be all right. Fly by the seat of our pants type thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So okay, they'll be all right. Um, first of all, you uh, you coming out on the show immediately? I noticed you you look good. All the jewelry on you you glowing. You blinging. You enjoy uh, you enjoy feeling flashy, looking flashy, looking this good. That's kind of your style. Yeah, I want to look like I've got money. Mm. I've been at this a long time. I should have some money, and I should look that way. I mean, when I go to see celebrities, I want to see them looking their best. Mm, I don't want to go see celebrities. You know, I'm not the type, you know, okay, like, I don't like how Justin Bieber dresses or how people would just like a Grateful Dead t-shirt and jeans because... (laughs) You know, I want to see a star. Yeah, when you, you like know? going on stage and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I understand that totally. I, I but used that's to not, my generation. You know, that's yeah. just what I, I mean. In. I'm with you. I think. Well, I'm. I just turned 24 last month, so I used to like not care about how I look. But then I don't know, doing stand up, being on stage, I started wanting to like you know dress a little better. I bought yeah. these chains from Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, everybody know, but but see, I wore I wore fake shit until I didn't, and nobody even knew when I did or didn't. Yeah. Because I was always flashy anyway, even though I was wearing <laughs> the fake shit, so nobody even noticed when I got diamonds. No, I like, love- if this shit could be fake, they wouldn't know. I would never know. I would, I would even see enough to be like, oh, you know, I don't know. But it's not. But if if I it, believe you, it's it not. could be. <laughs> <laughs> um, you held that beeper up, and you also mentioned this during the story. Um, uh, you are currently you're working on your first special. All right, you've been in the game forever. Oh, let me give you another round of applause. You've been in the comedy game forever, working so hard, touring all over the country, all over the world, and now you're getting your first special that you're working on. How does that feel? Well, you know, I would want my special to be special. Mm. A lot of specials just aren't special. Mm. So the fact that my first special being produced by Dave Chappelle makes it special already. (laughs) And I plan on doing more of what you just saw. Yes, man. And I think that's special. Yeah, your show is definitely special. I told you, like, like, it didn't even, like, start like a traditional comedy. It just started like a, like, it felt like a show, like... Some of the uh, the level I'm doing the show and the video, my video to yeah. play, and it, it, amazingly put together. Whoever edited that together, all the shots, mm-hmm. it was so perfect. I thought it was hilarious. I've never seen someone open up or even go on the street and ask why why white women can't keep their man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was Arsenio Nam's idea. Uh, you know, I just executed that. That was so funny, Ali Leroy, <laughs> crazy ass. But um, you know, I feel like I'm like the girl that. That they'll ask that we'll do almost like anything, you know. That's like yeah. we need somebody to jump off a seven-story building into a vat of jello. Oh my should god! Should we get? Um, should we get Issa Rae? No, no, no. She <laughs> won't do it. Should we get Viola Davis? No, no. She's serious. I said, ah. Uh, I know who it is. It's Ask Linnell. She'll fucking do it. And then, you know, for the right price, I will. Miss Lunell, I would I would pay big money to see you do these stunts. All right, you you already acted. You I don't got hurt it all myself. going. <laughs> um, you you live out in LA. Um, you know, you do a lot of uh, a lot of TV work, TV work and like movie work. Do you have a current like uh, like favorite or anything that you were like, oh my god, I killed that role. I know I did my damn thing on this role. I'm out of here. No, but I do have a TV thing that I just did, like I was telling them on stage, mm-hmm. that I would have never thought would have ever happened. It wasn't even, you know, this is when they say God's got bigger dreams for you, you can dream for yourself. It is true mm-hmm. because, you know, I I just did, this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> Let it fly. I just did fucking Wheel of Fortune. All right, that's I'm like, huge. What in the, yeah. That is huge. Like, are you 
fucking serious. Like, congratulations. That's why I'm like, do you think that I, in my black life, when I meet a lot of people, I meet a lot of people, but Vanna White, I never thought I was going to meet them Vanna White and Pat Sajak because I'm not really a game show girl. Yeah. I think I did Hip Hop Squares or something like that, AG, right? But I don't do game shows, you know. I definitely terrified. I would never do a Jeopardy of epic fail. I would and be so, no, that. I don't know very many folk that I hang with that would. But there are those of my black people. Shout out to you, Jeopardy players that are black. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I just never, you know, I wanted to go on Family Feud mm. with my family, but then would y'all win? No, <laughs> not, not unless I went with my nieces and nephews and my brothers and sisters. No, 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 no. <laughs> I only got like three. I got like seven brothers and sisters. I only got three that's like qualified. The others <laughs> to are answer like, questions no, in front of at, people. At a speed and on TV and all that. No, <laughs> no. But um, it wasn't Family Feud. It ended up being Wheel of Fortune. No. And I was like nervous as shit. I was really? like, oh, my God, like. What if I fuck up? What if I don't answer anything? So but someone I like you, you still that. worry about you still worry about being nervous and like fucking up something like Well, something like that. Okay. This is America's game show. <laughs> this is the wheel yeah. of fortune. And every you white know, household not, across the country. Yeah, you know, and that's what I told Vanna, my new friend Vanna. I told Vanna, I said the thing about the wheel is it's multi-generational. Kids can play it, older people can play it. It's multi-racial. Everybody household yeah. plays the wheel. It's just like like Americana type thing. Yeah. If there's a, such a thing. And, you know, you can sit down with Granny and watch it. You can play it with the kids sometime if they're really smart. And it can be fun. And you can be like, oh, I kicked myself. Why didn't I know that? You know? Yeah. It's really interactive. And Pat Sajak is a boss. Anybody that can keep a job that long is a total boss. And Vanna is, too. You know, he been riding. She, she's the Bonnie and Clyde of the game show yeah, circuit. Forever. <laughs> uh, so, but you, uh, you were kind of nervous to go on that. So you ever, like, still feel that when you're on stage, you know, painting your story, telling you uh, going out like, only tonight? Only for television. Okay. Only for television and uh, not not really so much the clubs. I got that down, and the arenas too. You know, if you do wow. two tours with Cat, yeah. you do arenas night after night after night, and arenas don't make you nervous no more. What's it like uh, doing arenas? The biggest room I've done is here so far. Uh, I bet that must be like a, a whole different world. It is a different world. It's a bigger machine. But at the end of the day, you still got to do the same job. You know, yeah. you got to do the same job. The way you try to impress them folks in the clubs, the way you got to trust all of them, just maybe be a little bigger, a little more animated so people can see. But these days, they have the screens mm. yeah, on, like the side on the side of things so people can see you better. Yeah. Um, do you uh, do you like enjoy? Do you have a preference? I mean, do you enjoy any of the clubs or the bigger venues more when you get to connect with people? Is there a difference from how far back they are? Um, there is a difference, but being that I come from the theater, I can make an arena feel like an intimate mm. thing. I can make everybody up there feel like I'm looking at them at some point mm. because I know how to work a room. That's pretty good. But there's people who don't. And they end up talking to 13,000 people like they're talking to only the people in the front row. 
what about all <laughs> these people yeah. that want a little eye contact and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Yeah, so. and sometimes you can't even see, like, past the lights of it. You just kind of got to no, look in that direction. No, you can't, but that's when your, your sense, spidey senses just kick in, you know? But if you haven't done theater, then you may not have that. Mm. I haven't done one. I've been to the Florida theater thousands of times, but, you know. In the future, we're looking to do it. There you go. Um, uh, let me see. Oh, I also had some other. You did BET Comic View, all right? And uh, I used to love that show. So I I grew up watching it on YouTube. I wasn't really around the TV kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I, what, what? No, I'm just I'm never, right. uh, watching it on YouTube. Um, yeah. So uh, do you uh, do you remember any of those days? Like, do you like? Uh, is there anything today that kind of feels like that at all that you've done, or you just? Well, BET Comic View, first of all, I was connected with a television network in Oakland, California, where I was raised, called the Soul Beat Television Network, which was black owner operated. It was rolling before BET Comic View. And I think Comic View was rolling before Def Jam. So BET Comic View, when that came along, that was the first time black folks was showcased. That was the first time black comedians was showcased on a national level, wow. you know, day after day, week after week, mm. on a regular basis from all over the country. That hadn't happened before. And, and we can't find my phone. And that <laughs> phone keeps doing yeah. that. I want to turn it it's off. It has to be in oh. here somewhere. Oh, shit. Right there. The first okay. place he grabbed. Look at your face. Just turn, that, turn the volume <laughs> off, please. M.M. the savior. <laughs> he is. He, he really is. So, um, you know, uh, of course I remember those comic view days, and those were great days. I missed my friend Ronaldo Ray, mm. and I just was with Miss Laura Hayes, who used to be in the kitchen with Ronaldo, uh, was just at my house, like, yesterday. Oh, wow. Day before yesterday. And um, um, I think it's a terrible thing that BET has not paid homage to the Comic View hosts or mm. Comic View comedians or Comic View the entity itself. Like, Being like, that Comic View kept BET on the air for over 10 years, it was Comic View that did it. Yeah. What know? do you think uh, What do you think they could have done? Like, what do you think they could do? I think do? they could invite, like, the comics to the awards. Mm. I think they could do some kind of skit reminiscent of Comic View. That would be really cool. I think they could pay homage to Ronaldo Ray. I think that they could do a tribute to all the Comic View hosts, and I wasn't even one. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this because it should be done. For the people who help build it up, you know, people yeah, who kind of brought it yeah, along. We, yes, don't act like that's why we had to do the documentary Fat Tuesday, mm. P-H-A-T, not F-A-T, Fat Tuesday, you know, directed, written, directed, well, written and con- conceived by Guy Toy about the black influence at the comedy store in L.A., Comedy store wasn't just white folks. It was mm-hmm. black folks, too, and black folks kept the club open. It's urban comedy that's keeping all this shit open. Yeah. There ain't nobody coming to see these white folks. Sorry. And they come <laughs> and see them, and then they'd be like, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. That was great. Yeah. But it's the black folks, the gay folks, the Latin folks, the Indian folks. It's all the um, minorities that got the best material and that keep the clubs open. Let's keep it real. Like yeah, the ones that are working, you know, putting through. Um, do you, so you've been around, you know, you've seen all these things change. Well, uh, you know, a lot of people always talk about like how, how uh, you know, minorities and stuff, you got to be twice as good to kind of get opportunities and what that is for. Um, what have you like, you know, one of the things that you've overcame where you were like, oh, okay, you weren't going to hold me back on this. And now you're happy that like you did it despite you know, like, like you got to a level where you were like, see, I can go around all that. I'm good enough. 
Well, I mean, I've been through all this shit when I lived in Oakland before. I, I basically had done all my crimes and drugs and <laughs> the felonies <fun> uh, <laughs> before I left Oakland. But then I got caught up with some other shit, you know, got incarcerated, had a new baby, did all that stuff, got home, just slept in the car, blah, 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 mm. friends, garage, friends. House, kids, bed, race car, bed, you know, sleeping in your kids' Here son's race car bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've slept on, like, my friend's beanbag chairs. All like, that shit. All that. But, slept. like, from for months, though, yeah. not just, like, overnight. Uh, like, college, I, I, uh, I started in Tallahassee, and uh, I was at community college, but I don't know. I kind of didn't have a, a house at Vernon. I was doing comedy, doing improv sketches, and I was just sleeping in the, the study rooms at night and stuff like that. Just trying to figure it out. At least you were indoors. Absolutely. That was good about it. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> always indoors either. But, you know, it ain't shit because um, you can either fold under the pressure or, you know, pressure makes diamonds, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, ma'am. So... <clears throat> Um, you do you have a like a TV? You say you're talking about uh, you got something coming soon. You're working on things. Uh, do you trying have to be a, the next black woman in late night? Trying to be the next black woman late in late. First of all, round of applause. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that on stage. When did uh, when did that vision like uh, when did that start? How long have you been wanting to to, to do that? In late well, night? I, uh, I came through you know the Johnny Carson era and all this type of shit. And you see Leno, but then all you see is white man after white man after white man after yep. white man. Then Monique broke the. Mold and she had her show, and you know it didn't last at that long, and it wasn't really that great. And then you had, I think, Robin Thede, and um, proud of her as well. Although, wasn't nobody really checking for Robin Thede, so um, I just think that I'm made for it, and I think that I'm the one, and I think I could change late night, and I think it needs to be changed. Yes, ma'am. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, like. Something that you could bring to the table that's different, that's spicy. You know, you got your own flair. You got your own style that you've been doing. You think uh, uh, that's pretty much different. It can bring something new and get people well, out you there. you just said it. I got my own style. I got my own flair. I don't bite my tongue. I'm unapologetic. I know a lot of people. I can get a lot of guests, a lot of musicians, and all that type of shit. Okay, what happened? Oh, I just had to fix the camera angle on my phone it was showing me it was messing up we good we got everything all, all this nothing time. worried all no, this time this Luna, i got you it was only like three maybe three two seconds and then i got you covered all right <laughs> i got you looking all good you got the bling on i got everybody showing you you looking you shining you stun on everybody okay, it's all yeah, i want to stun on these hoes um you uh <laughs> you do mostly <laughs> uh weekend shows or are you like all throughout the week what are you Traveling, I know you do a lot of uh, a lot of dates. How many do you think you'd get in like a, a year's time? I don't know. I can't do math. But the thing <laughs> about it is, is um, most weekends, yeah, I'm out. And when I'm not out and I'm in the city where I live, you know, there's film obligation, television obligation, personal appearances, and then I got friends and I got a kid, so... You know, I, I beg to go on the road. It's the only time we get any fucking rest. <laughs> like, I'm planning rest when tomorrow. When to go. Tomorrow, I'm planning rest. I have to get up and get breakfast, but that's it. And I'm planning rest tomorrow. Then I have to pack when I come back after the two shows tomorrow night because yeah. I have to go to Atlantic City on Sunday. Then I got to go back home Monday. Then Wednesday, I'm back out to Birmingham and 
you know, the beat goes on. Is it hard to, like, move in and out of those worlds? Like, can you jump back into stand-up after working in film and, like, you know, getting a script and then kind of bringing a character in and you just get right back into it yeah, the other day? Yeah, it's easy. Easy for you? Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, I wish I could make that <laughs> transition. Sometimes if I don't do stand-up for, like, a, a day or two days, I'm like, all right, let me, let me figure out. I didn't do it for three weeks, and I just did it. Tonight, when you saw tonight, that. you yeah. did say you took a break before that. Yeah. Wow, uh, what is the longest you've been away? Like this, three weeks or? No, I mean I didn't do stand up for two years. <laughs> we just had a coronavirus, right? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, you uh, you started your YouTube show during yeah. this. Uh, Halo now. Halo now during this coronavirus time. Episodes are up on YouTube. Go right now. YouTube right now. Halo now. Sixty three right. episodes. Mm -hmm. Go watch all of them. Just put it on loop. Yeah, you know, just play binge it. watch. Like <laughs> watch the other folks. Yeah. Um, but what made you start? So you started that because you couldn't get to the stage, or you were yeah, because I know out of sight, out of mind, and mm -hmm. I wanted the people to have a way to watch me other than Instagram live and. Uh, I wanted a reason to put on makeup and not forget how to do that and yeah. all that kind of shit. Yeah, I, uh, that's when I started doing all this kind of stuff. Like, um, uh, I, I was a year in the stand-up and then COVID happened. So I was like, oh, gosh, well, this is kind of awkward. I don't know what to do now. Right. But uh, we got it, so we got it rolling. And I feel like it brought me here today doing all this stuff. And I didn't know it would evolve into this much of it. Are you guys going in? AG, you about to go? Yeah. Okay. All right, good luck, brother. Do your thing, my man. Have a good one, baby. Um, AG was telling me he knew you forever. How did y'all? Uh, how did y'all start working together? Oh, just you know, years ago, just being in in the trenches, going to New York, and uh, he had rooms, and you know, just met him like that. But we actually actually have a mutual girlfriend. Um, my girlfriend Juliana, um, she knew him, and I think she actually turned us on to each other, mm. and then we just became friends. Do y'all like years ago? Bounce jokes off of each other is just a like a friendship. No. You're always just around. Yes. It's not a real thing. Yeah, people. Say, no, we don't bounce jokes off of each other. Just a good time, a good hang. Yeah, nice to be it's around. Mo mostly just business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to get to that point of friendships then. Yeah, <laughs> for my friends that bring a business here. No, because no. he's reliable and I and he's That's important. funny and I've been knowing him a long time and he's self sufficient and independent. I don't have to hold his dick for him and keep him company and all mm -hmm. that shit. He just come do his job, and that's what I want. And the friendship is definitely there. People who can like make it work, make it easy. You were saying earlier that uh, that you know you want everybody on your show to be good. You know you want everybody on your show to do their thing. And uh, you know, have you experienced that otherwise, where you've like been with somebody where they're like, oh, I hope it's not the best opportunity, so I can come up and kill or something. I don't know what the fuck you just said, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have <laughs> had to sit through shows where I saw three people that I didn't need to see to get to the person I really wanted to see. Mm. I know how awkward that is, and people get to squirming. Steve Harvey was talking about it not long ago, oh, and YouTube's cracking me up. And, you know, like, who wants that? Yeah. Who wants to have to sit through three hacks to get to the person you really wanted to see? I agree. Why not have a great experience and have a totally great show where people leave out of breath and like, oh, my God, this show... Was amazing. Not Linnell was great, but I could have done without those yeah. first two people. I don't want that. <laughs> Top to bottom, yeah. That was kind of what you want. You want everyone around you to succeed. Um, I know you got another show coming up really soon. Um, I haven't asked you this earlier on because I, I guess I know in my brain. How did you start comedy for uh, some of my listeners who might not you know? You don't have you enough are. time for that. I don't. <laughs> I don't either. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, well, is there anything else that you want to promote before uh, before we let you? Yes, if you want to follow me on Instagram, hit me at Lunell at L U E N E L L. It has clips and 
um, pictures and merchandise links and tour dates and stuff like that. And with, like we were talking about earlier, if you want to see some of the Hey Lunell YouTube show, just go to YouTube and put in H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L and shit will just come up and... Um, I want my Wheel of Fortune episode won't air until January, so I can't post any pictures or do anything like that. But um, it was really amazing, and I can't wait for y'all to see it. And, you know, um, hope that I get included in the third season of Hacks that I'm in on HBO Max I love that show. I talked about it a couple episodes ago. Uh, Great show. Amazing show. Go check out Miss Lunell. All right. All over your TV screens, all over the comedy stages, all over the world. All right. Uh, Thank you again for your time, Queen Lunell. I know, you know, how how valuable your time is. You got another show getting ready to go on. Uh, Thank you for being on the Writer's Block podcast. I appreciate it. Um, Listeners out there, you know, queen of comedy in here doing her thing. So uh, if you haven't seen her, go see her. Go check her out. It's the Writer's Block Podcast with Bobby Brown Jr. Yeah, I'm sleepy as fuck. I wish I was, <laughs> I wish I was still doing cocaine. Oh, oh, well. All right. Well, I, think, I think I know a guy. I might know a guy. Who knows? No, 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 no. Fentanyl fucked it all up. <laughs>